Welcome back to Six Pod, uh, Jacob and Simon uh, back at it. Jacob, the website has significantly increased our uh, listening, which it which has. is super cool. Uh, you've been keeping me updated um, throughout throughout the week. Um, that's exciting. Yeah, I mean, like I said, like you just said, I think last week our our episode was about. I'm going to say four times the amount of people we usually get per epi- uh, per episode. We won't like give 250,000. Yeah, we won't give you the specific numbers, but Around just know there. we're Around increasing there. about, you know, 400% in viewership. So, if you're here from the beginning, we appreciate it. If you're just joining us now, um, thank you for joining us now and please continue to show us some love. Let your friends know if you enjoy it. We uh, we really appreciate the support from from anywhere. So, Simon, let's get into it. Um, oh, quick question for our for our listeners today. Simon and I were discussing this. What is the optimal way to drink water? Is it A, tap water, just in a glass? B, a bottle of water, doesn't matter the brand. It can be Dasani. It can be, you know, Pure Life, um, you know, that Canadian brand one. It can be Nestle, what, whatever it is, bottled water. Is it a water fountain? Or is it, is it something else? Um, you listen to this, give us your input. We'd love to hear from you. Simon is of the opinion that bottled water is the best tasting water. Ridiculous, I know. I'm of the opinion that cold fountain water is just, is just the way to go. So please let us know what you think. A little, little quick poll for the uh, six pod viewership. So Simon, what do we have this week? Water uh, across the board content jacob it's i feel like we're kind of going in in all of the realms here but let's talk about the most like consist like the most recent thing that has happened uh, which happened this afternoon uh when we're recording our podcast it is currently currently monday i guess this evening regardless we got to talk about tom wilson jacob and i i don't think there is a a player that is like more like universally like 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 dirty like he's just a dirty player he's kind of like marshall like taidomi back in the day back in the day i'm talking like obviously i'm talking about current day but yeah like that type of that, that type, type of, of player, player. But like, yeah, yeah but like the thing about marshan is that like marshan does like kind of like snitty like get under your nails type of thing like wilson's just just dangerously like just neanderthal just gonna kill somebody and he, he did it again this this afternoon i think and this evening and there's a lot of people who don't think what he did was just like like he he got a 10 minute game but he like people are calling for like suspensions people are calling for for all of these things then there's this whole other side that says uh, Wilson is actually a, not a dirty player, and that Lee Twitter overreacts, and he's at, he, like, "This is just this is just part of the game." Jim, he threw Panarin, like like body tackled Panarin, who did not have a helmet on, because Panarin was responding to Wilson's initial issue, 
which was punching the back of the head of uh, Pavel Buchnevich, who plays for the um, who plays for the Rangers. Okay. So just just for a little more background for people to be familiar with, Tom Wilson plays for the Caps, the Capitals, and they had a game today against New York Rangers and what I'm describing now. So Tom Wilson initially had a a questionable hit, right? Yeah. And uh, Panarin decided to kind of confront him, um, you know, as the unwritten laws. Kind yeah, the of code. Must happen, the code. Right. The code states must happen. So Panarin was responding to that, and what Simon's saying is Wilson kind of came up behind him. And gave him a little punch in the back of the neck with no helmet. Yeah, and it, no, no, no. Sorry, let me let me rephrase because this is good. This is good clarity. So Wilson punched Buchnevich at the back of the head, and that's what pissed off Panarin. Panarin okay. got into the face of Wilson. Wilson didn't even really fight Panarin; just tackled him to the ground by like pulling his hair. And oh, he pulled like, his hair. Pulled his hair down. Ooh. It was bad. It was bad. And I didn't send you that clip. I, I sent you just the initial one because I didn't even see it mm-hmm. until I was doing research for this episode. Um, and Panarin left the game with a lower body injury or an upper body injury. I don't know which lower lower or, or upper. It's a hockey term, eh? Lower body. Upper well, they body. do it so that other teams don't know what's hurt. So they can't go after the, like other teams can't go after the player next that's game. Yeah. Actually, I didn't actually know that. Yeah. That's, that's cool. the, like, that's the issue. And that's like why, like, for example, like reporters will usually like not specify. Um, let's say they're watching like a, a, a practice or whatever, and like something happens in the practice, they'll usually say, like, um, actually it happened just this past week. Like Matthew's got like a puck in the leg, but like reporters just said puck in the leg. They don't say like it was the left leg or it was the right leg. So that players like Wilson don't go after Matthews, go after the stars. But going back to What does to that it, say about the state of hockey. Simon. Well, Jacob, and I think this is a huge, I think this is a huge, I think that this, t- that question ties in really, really well with, with Wilson, because like there is, as I said, like a huge group of individuals who like support Wilson and just seem that like he is just consistently victimized um, in the league. I, I disagree. Okay. I think Wilson should not be in the league. Like he is dangerous. He's like, he is dangerous. And yeah, I, I just, I just want to just want to take you back. Let's, let's travel down Tom Wilson's road of uh, interactions with the, with the department of, of player safety, which is a joke by the way, but that's for another day. So recently, and this is from scouting the refs on Twitter at scouting the refs, which is a good, good account to follow. So go follow them. Seven games for boarding, which was this past year. Okay. <laughs> 14 games, which was reduced from 20 for an illegal check to the head in 2018. Four games for boarding in 2017. Two games for interference in 2017. Jacob, is that a pattern? You could say that's a pattern. Yeah. You could say that. I think, Simon, one of my questions is why. And I, I kind of understand why, but I kind of want to hear what you think. Why is there a place for guys like this in hockey? Like, like we've talked about, like I'd mentioned Ty Domi. You're talking about Tom Wilson. You can go back to players like Matt Cook. Why is there such a place? And why is there a role on each team for guys that are just strictly there to either get under another team's skin, to 
disrupt their their goalie. Sean Avery, for example, was just an absolute like he's just not a good person, and yet he was a valuable member to that you know New York Islanders, New York Rangers team during the time. So I'm just curious as to why there's still a place for players who have next to no real talent when it comes to hockey, but they're there making a million or $2 a year just to go out in the ice, mm-hmm. hit the big players, mess with the goalie, get, you know, fighting majors. I don't really understand it as someone who's, who's not really, who's not really, you know, in that hockey culture of super toughness and, and things like that. It's a good question. And I think it's important just for the conversation as well as just because I think it's part of my answers. Like, I do think there's a difference between the role of enforcer and what Tom Wilson is. Hmm. Tom Wilson is, is far worse than what an enforcer is. Now, your question, which I think it is, is and like, I, why yeah. is there, why is there, why is an enforcer and a role not even in an hockey. enforcer because i i can understand that because like for example like, sure. like i don't think tom wilson and wayne simmons are yeah. in the in are in the same category no i agree but i'm talking yeah, yeah. about guys like him so matt cook yeah i don't know if you remember this i've talked about eric carlson on the show essentially ruined almost two seasons of eric carlson's prime by stepping on the back of his leg with a skate and just tearing his achilles simon you not even to mention the knee on knee hits. This guy would like, he would chase knee on knee hits a couple of years ago. We want to talk about Sean Avery, who was literally just standing in front of Mark Tambridge, not even facing, not even facing the play. Like yeah. he, he wouldn't even pay attention to the puck. Simon, his main goal was to stick his face, not his face, to stick his, his stick or his hand literally like in the mask yeah. of, of goalies. And why is it that teams decide that this is a necessary evil? to win games. I don't think that's a good question. I think like it comes down to respect, respect. And I, is this like a, I I just don't think, I just don't think Tom Wilson has respect for the game, for the integrity of the game. Like this is not how the game's supposed to be played. Not like this isn't, this isn't like, like I do think there's a place for, well, I don't know. We can talk about about another day, but what I'm saying is like, there's a, there's a place for like these, like, big bodied individuals who are gonna who are gonna make the game difficult to be played against right mm-hmm. for example like wayne simmons um who is who is a great um person in that role who's a who's, who's a good fighter who who will make you pay on checks you don't want to come down with his head down even However, zach like, cassian zach, zach cassian is another great example yeah. um and but then but then it's like it's it's pushed mm-hmm. right like it's like it's unnecessary here are, here are, at some points here are these groups of individuals and even like i is gonna say maybe maybe i get fined for this i even think like matthew kachuk is also dangerous too like i think like some of his antics that he's done are just gonna get people hurt and like that's not the game that's not what the or how the game is supposed to be played and again Similar to kind of what I just said, I just pulled this up, Jacob. I, I just want to read this to you. Mika Zabinajad, who is uh, Panarin's teammate on, on the Rangers, said um, about the, the Tom Wilson situation. He says, I figured you should have some more respect for the game and for the players. 
I don't honestly know where to start. It's just there's zero respect. I don't know why I'm surprised. Just horrible. And Simon, I know I know there are people out there that believe that, oh, do whatever you have to do to, to win the game. Get under the other team's skin. Bang up some bodies. It's a tough game. Um, I disagree with that completely. I think I think we're on the same page here that, yeah, you can stand up for your teammates. You can lay some big hits. You can get into fights to rile up your team. But kind of intentionally going after injuries in a, in a sense and, and jumping people from behind, it, it that's no longer hockey to me. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I agree. And like, Like someone's gonna get hurt. <laughs> like, yeah, that's the last well, thing you actually want. Like, Panera, right? like, I don't know what's going on, Panera. And he he played for a little bit, I think, after the game. And but he's like, a top ten player in this league. I think. Oh, he's, and he's it. good. Like, he's yeah. good. He's a good player. Um, and again, I think we should talk about the Department of Player Safety at some point. Who's headed by the idiot uh, George Peros? Um, like when do you suspend him for 20 games? When or when do you kick him out of the league? Like when does like when does this happen? When does it not happen? Because like he, he was not he did not learn. Like Jay, like I know you didn't watch the game. Like he was in the penalty box, like flexing his muscles, so just like smiling. Like this guy is not phased by it. He doesn't think like, and I get maybe that's like the biggest issue. Like this guy doesn't see that like what he's doing is like not part of hockey. This isn't this isn't about you know, being, being that physical pre- presence that, that teams. Uh, this is WWE, over. right? Simon? Yeah. When they like, that's what someone said on the timeline this afternoon or this evening, man, why do I still think my time is like wild today? But like someone said, like the stuff that like Wilson was doing today, like some of that stuff isn't even allowed in MMA. Do I, I don't even know the validity of that statement, but like, bro, it was awful. I'll, after we record, I'll send you some of like the, like, like recordings of like what he was doing. Man, it was so bad. And like, like, wh- like, when is it enough enough? Like, when's enough enough? And like, what does enough look like? Like, what do you do if you're the NHL and like you need to stop this type of stuff? Like, man, this Wilson is a, a the definition of a repeat offender. This guy is not learning like time and time and again. He was just suspended like four, four, four weeks, five weeks ago, six weeks ago. What do you do? Mm-hmm. Yeah, someone's got to lay down. Someone's got to lay down the law, right? At some point. And like, like, I I do agree. Like, there are bad apples, and I there is like there's like there are not a lot of players to the extent of like Tom Wilson who is like gonna like end someone's career. I there's not like there's not a ton of players who are like gonna do that. And I want to be and I want to be very very clear. I like he intentionally hurts people, like mm-hmm. like dangerously hurts people, disregards the game. It's dangerous, man. It's dangerous. Like, do you kick him out? Is that something like, does that show him and other players where there aren't any other players really to his like level? Mm -hmm. I don't know, but it's an issue and it needs to be addressed. I think maybe you have to set a precedence with him. Like if, if, if he's doing stuff like this, say, Hey, this is a, this is a full season suspension. And if you're going to do it again, you're gone. Like maybe you just, you start to, and I know you said they're kind of a joke of a, like the player, the player um, safety and and uh, punishment group, whatever you mentioned there. Like maybe they need to make an example of someone like this, so that he, not only him, but people who are similar to him, learn that hey, there's there's like there's a limit to what you can kind of do to get your team to win. 
And I saw a Scott Burnside who, who works for the athletic. He goes, uh, you know, the only thing worse than Tom Wilson are Tom Wilson fans. And I do like agree to that. Like they're like, as I said, like there's this like really, really passionate group of people that said, well, this is just part of the game. This is just what people, this is just what people do. Like you just have to accept it. Like, like just cry about it and things like that. It's like, but it's not like, this isn't, this is not the game. Like I'm, I'm all for like absolute, like just massive rocking hits down. Give it to me fights. It's part of the game. It's, I do. I love them. No, they're not amazing, but do I just, do I love like seeing that emotion in the game? hundred percent. Do I want to see someone's career get ended because of um, a steroid induced, man child who just can't control his emotions and does not understand right from wrong absolutely not tom wilson should not be a player in this league and he shouldn't have been for a while that's my opinion at least yeah yeah a little bit of a tangent there simon but i think it's good to talk about player safety and and just kind of issues that people don't always think about especially when it comes to hockey because it's just such as i mentioned uh a rough and tough sport where you're supposed to not baby anything and you got to get up all the time. You're supposed to be laying the body. And, but I think I, I agree with you. There's a limit to, to what, especially in the NHL, uh, you're, you're in the most talented league in the world. Simon, when it especially comes to on a guy like Panarin too, who, as you said, is a top 10 player in the league. Like yeah. the league wants to protect him and like his, his brass, right? Like you, you think about Panarin, McDavid, Matthews, Marner, uh, dry um, Even like a team like the Rangers, a pretty historically King. big market team yeah. who, who have a big following, right? So Huge. something's got to happen, and I'm sure something will. So it'll be interesting to follow that. I'll, I'll keep. Uh, I mean, if if something notable comes out of it, whether it be a suspension or lack thereof, I'll definitely be maybe brought up next week too. But mm-hmm. definitely a developing story. Jacob, let's go on to something a, a little bit more positive here. Let's talk about the Raptors and kind of what's what's going on with them. I know fans are not in the stands, but even if like even if they were just playing at Toronto, I feel like I'd be like a little bit more emotionally invested. I they just feel so far away to me, which is There's so a disconnect. Sad. There's a clear disconnect. You know what I mean? Like, are you watching the games? I I was um, at school but I've kind of just shifted into full Blue Jay mode, if I'm being honest with you. Um, yeah. Yeah, we'll talk about that more later. But Simon, we should kind of go over their recent, their recent Raptors kind of season. So since last we talked, we kind of said, maybe there's a chance that they make this play-in play in tournament um, because it's uh, plays, like just to re- re- uh, reaffirm this, it's the teams that are in 10th, 9th, eighth and seventh place are playing for the last two playoff spots recently also um lebron james came out and said whoever came up with that um expletive should be fired and when lebron james says something like that um it's probably not going to happen again next year so players overall especially when you're in like seventh or eighth and you're just holding on to that playoff spot they're not very happy with this play in tournament so um, just a little background there. And the Lakers are currently in seventh, so would be in that playoff tournament. But the Raptors played the Lakers last night, Simon. Um, and it was a, it was one of those turn back the clock to watch those vintage 
2019-2020 Raptors that we we love, like that we just, you know, we just love so much. Like all the players you buy in and in a game like last night when the Raptors are in 11th place and they're playing a, a fully healthy Lakers team, Simon, that's not something you're you're looking forward to. But we got 39 and 13 from Pascal. We got 39 and 11 or 37 and 11, sorry, from Lowry. It was it was just great to see them take it to a team like like the Lakers and and the fact that they were fully healthy is is just great to watch. And rare that the fact that like we're we're healthy. You know what I mean? Like we've we've struggled with injuries. We've we've had that that COVID that COVID bout. Um Van Vliet's had that hip issue, Larry's had that foot issue. Um uh GTG uh, Jay has had uh, issues. Uh, I don't know what he was injured with, but yeah, we've 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 struggled this year for sure uh, on and off the court. Um, so, how realistic are we? Are, are is this? Are we playing in the? How like are we playing in this playing round? Like, am I about to get Jack here, or, or like what's going on here? Yeah, so I have their stats right now. Um, they're currently twenty-seven and thirty-eight, which puts them in eleventh place behind the Wizards. The Wizards have three games on us right now, and we're in about our last seven, eight games of the season now, Simon. So realistically, it's it's not looking great. Um, they gotta gotta rely on the either like you know the Wizards or the Pacers to lose pretty much the remainder of their games, while the Raptors win the majority of theirs, which you know isn't a super realistic expectation for this this year's Raptors team. But I'm kind of looking forward to cleaning the slate and um, maybe enjoying some playoff basketball, there's hopefully going to be some good competition, especially when you get down to that final four, potentially, you know, Nets, Bucks, Clippers, Lakers could be some great series. So um, even if you're not a really Raptors fan, it, it'll be something to look forward to this year to watch some, some pretty big, like you could say super teams go at it in the playoffs, even though we won't be able to see our, our beloved Tampa Bay Raptors this year. Who's your team? Or have you, you not decided yet? Is. What? You know who my team is. Because you want to see him get a ring, eh? James Harden better get a ring. If he, James doesn't get a ring this year, um, I don't know what else he could possibly do aside from, I don't know, Simon. So, yeah, I have I have a decent amount invested in this year, to be quite honest with you. Um, anyways. Should I get into stay- sports gambling? I think I'm going to start it's a, gambling. It's a slippery slope, I can tell you that. I can tell you the slippery slope. Um, <laughs> you know what we should do? We should we should do some of our predictions for like next season. Like when we're doing, you know, our preseason predictions, we should kind of put some money maybe down on on who we think is going to win MVP or who we think is going to win. Yeah, um, I'm down. I've overall. just been thinking about it with... Sixpogbets.com? Sportsbook? I don't think it's legal Sportsbook in Canada, but why not? <laughs> um. um because I just, I don't know, like the Kentucky Derby or whatever was last last weekend or something. I don't know. And I was just thinking about, because yeah, man, it's, it's huge. Run. Anyway, I, I didn't want to interrupt. Yeah, I, I I don't know. I'm I'm with you on just wanting to forget about this Raptor season. Yeah. And we've been blessed because we've had, you know, like I said, 2014 to 2020 runs of playoffs and that, you know, one kind of injury ridden season makes us really pissed off is is a bit of a blessing because you look at fan bases like Charlotte, you look at fan bases like Minnesota or or even, you know, the Knicks up until this year for this point that are just been so terrible. 
you know, so I hope another another franchise that's been in the dumps for a bit gets uh, gets a decent run going, you know. And reset, right? Like I think mm-hmm. there were so many questions going into this season. Mm-hmm. And like personality-wise, right? We know what like what this team is. Right? Because like for the first half of the season, it was like, okay, this is good, but but what if? Mm-hmm. Or okay, this is great but what if or this was really really bad but like what if they didn't get that cover you know what if all these like what ifs and like i think that like that narrative was starting to get a little bit tired and like you said it very early like i don't think this is a playoff team i i don't think we should be a playoff team um and yeah let's i originally right. had them sixth in our preseason yeah. ranking but yeah. after about a couple of weeks i was like mm, don't think this is going to be competitive this year and and again, I think like when it's done, I think we should like re re kind of visit what our initial like thoughts were about the Raptors. And like, unfortunately, like a lot of like questions kind of got answered, both good and bad. But I don't know. I think like we should we should maybe do that on a later episode. I think that'd be yeah. Fun. We'll definitely do. Um, I think Go. we should another a segment we could probably incorporate to to this is maybe like a little rundown for each team we follow so a little raptors rundown at the end of the year a little leafs rundown a little jays rundown after each season just to kind of break down how our predictions kind of managed and and see how well we did there and and what needs to happen in the future in the off season so moving on simon to um we'll, we'll stay in the nba for for now simon we are getting to the end of the season as i mentioned with so many injuries going on this year who ends up with that MVP trophy, that MVP award at the end of the season because LeBron's been injured, KD's been injured, Harden's been injured, um, Embiid has been injured. Pretty much four guys that had the potential at one point to win the trophy have been injured for a fair amount of time that essentially pushes them out of the running. That being said, I I personally think there's a clear-cut choice. Can you... Can you... Disclose because I, I don't have a lot of clarity on this because of so many injuries and so mm-hmm. many just other so it's Nicole Jokic, and I think that's hands down because he, like I said, hasn't been injured. He's putting up fantastic numbers. Um, he's he's quiet about it, if you know what I mean. He's not on one of those huge market teams like Brooklyn or the Lakers or the Clippers or or even the Knicks. Like he's he's in Denver. And while they've had a lot of good recent success, people um tend to forget about how valuable Jokic is not only to his team but in general he's he is arguably the best center in the league right now he's a top 10 player he's he's performed well for the past three years consistently he hasn't been very injured and this year I think it's I think it's his year Simon I think he deserves it and that's not to say that he would still be getting it if everyone that I mentioned earlier was healthy yeah, and I'm looking just like look at it, looking at his stats right now. It's like it's you know, impressive, aver- honestly. Yeah, averaging 26 points, um, 10.9, uh, 10.9 rebounds, 8.5 assists per game. He's excellent passer, like efficient shooter. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I think like again, I'm not trying to play into stereotypes here, but like I also think like like Jokic just does not look like the typical MVP elite um yeah. athlete that that mostly like for example like Giannis right like you think of Giannis who's just like his body's just an absolute freak show hence mm-hmm. the Greek freak 
Um, yeah, I think that'd be super cool. I think he's so funny. Like whenever I like see him, um, or whenever I see like social content or whatever of him and I don't know, he's just super, he just makes me laugh all the time. Yeah. And I, I agree. I think speaking of Giannis though, he would be probably my second choice at this point in time. Um, I don't, I'm not a huge, like, I'm just not a big Giannis fan. No. In all honesty. Um, now, if he signed these, with the Raptors, I think we would yeah, have then changed we'd our be team. talking differently, absolutely. But he only played 54 games as well, right? So I don't know if you can, can say, although his numbers are ridiculous, right? Like 20, 28 and a half points per game, six assists, 11 rebounds. Um, he's shooting 56% from the field with like over one in steal and one block per game. So that's just, I, I just expect that out of Giannis at this point too. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's losing a bit of its shine and and that's honestly a reason that a lot of people similar to LeBron or KD or Harden don't win the MVP trophy consistently is because people get tired of watching the same player be consistently so good. And so for another reason like that, I think Jokic is a fresh face. He's, he's someone people kind of are rooting for because he's never won something like this before. He's young and he's had a great season. He stayed healthy at the end of the day. And I think, I think it's pretty easily going to be him. I don't think there are any other no and options. And, yeah. Right? Like I don't know who else. I think there a lot of people try and make a case for for Steph because he's obviously putting up video game numbers, but his team is in like ninth place. Yeah, that, is, that is ridiculous. Eh? Same with same with kind of Luka Doncic. He's he's having a great season too. But like his team's just not that good, you know? Um, which is sad. It's it's hard to it's hard to like be like a fan of, of a player like that and, and watch them lose. And, and because they're losing so much, you're talking about Doncic, right? No, Doncic, Curry, those two guys like are putting up great numbers, but because of the position their teams are in Simon, they're, they're simply not going to win, even though like they've having great numbers. It's the best player on the best team. A lot lot of the time, that's what it ends up being. Yeah. And like the best team gets the most, media attention and the reasons you buy it and all you know what i mean like it is there's like a whole spectacle surrounding it yeah i don't know i think i think it'd be really fun to see him and i think that would like be a huge step for the league um just kind of going outside of that box of very like stereotypical like i don't know Donch is just a fun guy yeah, the last couple of years, right? You've had Giannis back to back, then you got Harden, Westbrook, LeBron, KD, right? Steph. Yeah. It's kind of the same group of guys. And maybe he's kind of opened the door for for a new That's what I'm saying. Yeah, like a new type of MVP, right? Where mm-hmm, it's like mm-hmm. not the most flashy or flashy the player on the f- most flashy team with like the highest expect- expectations, right? Like think about it, like the past like four MVPs have all been players who on teams that were like finals, 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 finals. That being With the said, exception I, of Russ, because, because of yeah. how his historic, his triple double season was yeah. like, you have to, other than that, that though. Yeah. Other than that. Yeah. It's again, it's the same guys. It's Giannis, Harden, Steph, LeBron, KD, like those guys. So yeah. anyways, we'll be, we'll be following that for sure. But saying along the similar lines, Simon, um, the NHL season's also coming to an end when they're in their, their last, you know, eight, seven, seven, eight games. Who's, and I know this is maybe an easy question to answer, but let's say this, who are your three finalists for the Hart Trophy? 
And, you know, why? So, Jacob, I, I, I like it's so, it is easy. It's, it's get it out of the way. Just let's get it out of the way. It's Connor, it, it's, I know it's going to be Connor McDavid who's going to win it. It's this, it's not like he's having like, like a historic season. This guy is just dumb. Like he's so good. Um, For everyone who's, who's, unfamiliar with his stats this year uh 49 games played 87 points 87 points simon most elite players don't put up 87 points in full no. seasons no most no. elite I'm, I'm talking like most top 10 players in the league don't consistently put up over 85 points in yeah. 82 game seasons yeah so this is ridiculous it, it's ridiculous one of the one of the best stats that i've found that like just puts it into perspective is this this is from hockey reference website good website i feel like they like there's like a basketball every sport reference. has a reference website yeah. and it's the best website for that yeah sport. it's yeah. just easy easy to read so mcdavid is having the 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 ninth best season in in hockey history when era is adjusted because obviously back then it was really easy to score ninth best season. The only two players that are above him are Gretzky and Lemieux. Yeah. That is, I that is, that. that is, those wild. are the two best players of all time. Yeah. Right? That is, that is wild. Yeah. This guy is like just a joke now. And, and I think you also, sorry, sorry to interrupt. Sorry, it's you, okay. I think another thing you have to look at Simon is that he's kind of made Leon. I don't know. Leon Dreisaitl is a great player, but he's almost made Dreisaitl like step into that next tier because McDavid like gives this guy so many more points and opportunities. You know what I mean? Drysaddle is second in the league in points. And I'm sure you can accredit David McDavid to a large percentage of those points. Right? Yeah. No, it's this guy's like, it's the stuff he does is just absolutely ridiculous. Like, I will die on my grade that like I think Matthews is the best goal scorer in the game, but like the, the stuff McDavid can do is just just it's so silly. So yeah, I I think I think it's I think it's hard. I he, I think you should just save time right now, and the NHL should just put his name under 2020-2021 season. It's a given. The only other person in that conversation is Austin Matthews, and there is just there's no comparison unfortunately and like the thing is like with matthews like especially since he scored tonight like i think he's like 11 goals up on the heart like like do you have the site up right now like yeah, how um, so matthews currently how many goals does he have has 39 goals because he scored tonight yeah he scored tonight and yeah so he's 39 and mcdavid has 29 yeah so he's 10 goals up on the heart there's like five four games left like this guy's gonna win the rocket knock on wood so that's super exciting for him um yeah, the, McDavid's just just silly with it. I think I think it's so cool that we can watch him play. Um, Who do you have in in the third little slot there? Because it's silly, like it's case- tough, man. And like the thing is, like, and since Jacob, we we have a podcast, I should do this a little bit better. But like, I've just really haven't been paying attention to the other divisions because just the amount of like shit We're talking a that Toronto gets. based sports podcast. Well, yeah. And right? so I think if I was going to pick someone else, 
it would probably have to be Kane, Patrick Kane. Like he's had a very good, he's had a very good season despite, um, despite playing for a, a pretty bad team, right? We've well, talked about, yeah, we talked about yeah. the, the future of the Blackhawks early on in this podcast career. Yeah. And we said, <laughs> do they break oh gosh, it up? Throwback. And Kane came out here and produced 62 points and, in a 50 like he's he's only played about 50 games and he has 62 points and i think that's pretty impressive considering he doesn't have taves this year right yeah he's yeah taves has gone for an undisclosed reason injury related so, i think impressive. yeah i i don't know i think it was good and just really quickly jacob if we can let's just talk about the norris trophy because there's a lot of discourse regarding the norris and for those who don't know the norris is the best defenseman in the nhl and Everybody is saying Victor Hedman. Okay, that is the um, the most common answer. However, I think it has to be uh, Adam Fox of the New York Rangers. Rangers. This guy is silly with it. Um, he's super, super good. Um, as Welcome. of recently, I think he has forty-seven points in fifty games. Can you, do you have that up, Jacob? Yeah, so so Adam Fox has 47 points, 5 goals, 42 assists. He has 23 power play points, which is pretty impressive for a defenseman. Um, the Leafs as a team have how many power play points, Simon? Don't tell me because it's yeah. not good. Yeah. Uh, he has 93 block shots and he's uh, has a plus minus of 20. So that's, that is impressive, especially coming from a guy that you don't hear much about, right? Because Victor... And the Hedman, fact that, like, bro, he's in he's in his sophomore season of the yeah. NHL. This, this guy's young. The last person to do that was uh, Bobby Orr. <laughs> That's historic right there. Yeah, this guy's 23, just so you yeah, know. Yeah, if you're comparing his numbers to Victor Hedman, the only category Hedman has him beat in is power play points. And yeah. he has, like, a couple more goals. But as a defenseman, I'm not sure... When you have single-digit goals, it matters that much. Um, and I think Hedman also has a better supporting cast around him. 100%. Vasilevsky. I think one of the most overrated players in the entire league Victor is Hedman. Quinn Hughes. Is okay. Quinn Hughes. Oh. Quinn Hughes is, has been touted as this like amazing player. Bro, he was like... People were saying he was going to win the Norris this year. This guy is not good. If I could pick a defenseman to play on my team, I'm picking like he's third on my list. Quinn Hughes? Quinn Hughes is third on my list. So how can I'm, you say he's overrated? That's a that's pretty high still. But no, but like people think he's number one. Like like people like have that. him. People have him at like such like a high. People have him at one, Sherm. And when there's players like like Makar and Fox who I would take but in a heartbeat. Is it, is it, I thought he was widely regarded as one of the best defensemen. Petrangelo? Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's skilled. But if I'm picking anybody, I'm picking these young, talented yeah, players. Yeah, I'm yeah, not yeah. picking Hughes. That's fair. I don't I don't know enough to talk about Quinn Hughes, to be quite honest yeah, with you, or, that's or defensemen good. in general. Because I get, I, get I, get, I get emotional about this type of stuff, Jacob. That's okay. We're allowed to get emotional about this stuff. It'll be interesting though to see. I think, like as I said, the the heart one is pretty easy. Mm-hmm. Um, it will be interesting to see what happens with the Norris, which is cool. The Norris, 
I kind of, I love how in hockey you have all these awards and not to say you don't for other sports, but like in basketball, you just have the most valuable player, right? Is there, isn't there rookie valuable. of the year? What's that? Isn't there rookie of the year? Yeah. But in terms of like positions, like there's oh. no valuable center. There is all NBA first team and stuff like that, but that's like 15 guys. You know yeah. what I mean? Whereas, yeah. you know, one person wins the Norris, one person wins the heart, one person wins the Vesna, which is the goalie award. I think that's pretty yeah. cool how the NHL kind of, you know, but like does it by position? One person is just the best at their position, right? Yeah, I agree. I think that is cool. Um, yeah, other sports have their variations, like I mentioned, like all NBA first team, baseball. They got the Gold Glove, Silver Slugger, but those are kind of one-dimensional statistics to to look at. Whereas in hockey, you're kind of looking at the complete player, not only their stats but defensemen, how they play defensively, things like that. So. Hockey's a, uh, you know, got it going on. Simon, let's Jacob. quickly um, talk about the Blue Jays. If, if what you're I was okay going to say, you that. read my mind. Okay, so um, playing currently right now against the Oakland Athletics, who are playing really well. And they're, sorry, the Jays are coming off a sweep of the Atlanta Braves, who, if you remember, was my pick to win the whole the whole thing this year. And I still stand by that, but that's just showing how powerful this Jays lineup is because they outslugged the Atlanta Braves lineup, who, in my opinion, is is got to be up there with one of the best in the league. So, Simon, does that mean the Jays have one of the best lineups in the league? I think, mathematically speaking, yes. If in terms of that equation you just said, I failed to get my math three times, but I think so. It was awful. I think bad too. It was like 30s. It was awful. Anyways, I had to pay off my teacher. Actually, never mind. I didn't do that. Um, yeah, I think this this team's gross. When everyone's going, it's unreal. It fires me up. That's the key word there. When everyone's going, you're absolutely right. Because as we've talked about before, injuries are are kicking our butt this year. And and just another update here, Alejandro Kirk, who's been swinging it pretty well behind the plate, is expected to miss six weeks with a Hip flexor strain, Simon. I was talking about this with someone else. Do you think, and I'm not, I'm not trying to, you know, say anything bad about Alejandro Kirk, but do you think a professional yep. athlete has a responsibility to keep themselves in better shape than him? 100%. And I'm guaranteeing you, because the Blue Jays, I think, have this like probably under Shapiro has this like high performance sports development department probably. Yeah, like look at their look at their facility, Simon. Tell that's what I'm saying. Have the tools there, right? That's what I'm saying. And I love him because he's he's a fun player to watch. He's but like yeah how, how yeah I how you can't look at him unfortunately and be like yeah um, that's a professional athlete. And not only that, but like you're not. At a higher chance for getting injured, right? Like that, you're just gonna look at that. Like there's just more of a chance. Like with like, as you said, which I haven't really thought about before. I, I, it was last episode or the episode before. Is like baseball players, like they come out cold and then they go like really really fast when they're running. And like it's very very good point, especially with like Kirk's position as a catcher. Like, um, yeah, I do think he's more likely to get injured, and that's like sucks because as you said, like he was playing. He was, he yeah, was and, and no disrespect to him because no, no, I'm sure no. he deals with this in his own way. 
Um, we're not trying to like embarrass him or, or say anything poor about that. I just, I think it raises a question, especially with this new injury. Do professional athletes kind of not only owe it to the organization that's paying them millions of dollars, but even to like just themselves into the sport, like to, to be in shape, to compete this, this way, this frequently. Um, he's and Jacob, this is not like an insult. Yeah, no, to, not at all. To baseball, all. to baseball. I just I as found a sport, it. but I, what I'm saying is though, like baseball is the only sport other than golf where you can be that overweight and still be in the highest level possible. I think there is still a limit because um, being that big, you're going to have some deficiencies in terms of your defensive play mm-hmm. and your speed. And I think you can't be a top player without two of those aspects, right? Um, that being said, David Ortiz, not sure Prince. how much, you know, this guy, Prince Fielder, not sure how much they really, you know, watched what they did with their bodies, yet they're they're legends, right? Yeah. No, so for sure. You, for sure. If it works, it works for you. Yeah. Like, and I, I think and I think like that has hundred percent something to do with it. Mm-hmm. Right. Like I think it gets to a point where it's like if you're if you're balling, it's the team doesn't care. Like if you're hitting, you're you're going, yeah, right? So it's, I'll give you an example. Um, I'm not, are you familiar with CC Sabathia? Yeah. So he was man. a pitcher. He's a legend, right? Lost legend. a lot of weight, I think, right? He did. He lost a ton of weight after he retired. And you know why he said he kept all that weight on? He like he could have done it at any time, but he said mass equals gas. And as a pitcher, you need gas. So. I, if it works for you, it works for you. And so, hey, if Kirk, if this is just some kind of fluke injury, it doesn't have anything to do with how you take care of your body, then, hey, I'm, I either way, I wish him the speediest recovery because I really like his bat in the lineup. Um, I just kind of hope maybe he learns from this, similar to maybe how Vladdy had to learn that once you reach this level, there's a little bit more on you to take care of yourself and take care of your body. Again, no disrespect at all to him. No disrespect to anyone else in the league or any other sports that you know, weighs a little bit more. Um, yeah. I just found it an interesting question to see, is there a correlation between taking care of your body weight wise and, and injury? Speaking of injuries, Gio, mm. George Springer, since our last episode has played his first game as a Toronto Blue Jay. And it's <sighs> been, it's been good. You've, you've, you've enjoyed it as most Jays fans have. I think it's been really cool. Um, that that was it his first or second Springer dinger where it was like that angle that side. Oh, that was the second. That was the second. That was that was a that 470 like, feet. Simon, did you see him absolutely turn on that ball? It was a 95 mile an hour fastball at the belt, and George Springer just spat on it. Like, man, he is so good. And when he's in our lineup, you can see people are like more confident there's less weight on some of the other guys to produce and And like that's been a that's been an issue with the jays it's like consistency right so like Mm -hmm. as you said like and you read the quotes too players are like yeah like it takes the weight off the shoulders a little bit right yeah man it's super exciting however i am concerned a little bit why is he not playing in center field what like is he just is he not is he injured? Is he not injured? Is he like, what is happening? Do you know? So the way from what I've seen and what I've heard is that they're trying to ease him in pretty much as slow as possible to ensure that because Simon, 
he has it's his quad right and a quad is 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 a pretty important part of your leg it's a pretty large group of muscles in your leg and i think they're just kind of worried that he'll he'll break into a sprint kind of and it'll be too early and his his calf still has some sort of fatigue or some sort of partial strain still and that he'll kind of disrupt the progress he's been making so i think they're kind of monitoring him before games watching him cuz he's he's like running and stuff to kind of see how he feels before each game and and test it out um but i think they i'm just i'm just quite happy to see his bat in the lineup and randall gritchick's actually playing really really well right now so i can't complain there either yeah as long as like as long as he stays healthy we're chilling it's just in an ideal world, Simon, I honestly think Grichik has to stay in the lineup and in the outfield. I think you move Grichik to right, Teoscar DHs, because you got to keep Guriel. Guriel's a fantastic glove and left. Um, it's a great problem to have, like to have four guys who can swing it in the outfield, like and swing it well. Um, we've talked about this before, I know, but um, now that it's like nearing the time where all four are potentially competing for three spots. Yeah, and that internal competition is a huge, huge thing. That's a great thing. That's what that's what happens on good teams, right? Like, mm-hmm. if you're going, you're playing. If you want, if you're hungry, you're going to get it. You're going to eat. Absolutely. So, absolutely. And you want to talk about someone who might, someone who on this this Jays team that might be in the cold. I think if someone's getting moved or sat, it's going to be Biggio. He just really? has not looked comfortable in the field at the plate he hasn't been his his on base self that he's he's most no like actually known i've noticed that too yeah so year. it's been weird to kind of see him struggle because he's usually a pretty sound guy in the lineup and he's young and he's adjusting to a new position to be to be fair but he's had 73 at bats simon he has an on base percentage of 299 and he's historically in the past two seasons been around 375 so it's unfortunate to see that like the biggest part of his game is lacking right now. And the other areas of his game aren't making up for it. Yeah, that is concerning. And I've noticed that just with like the way that I've been watching the games too, something of concern for sure. All right. Jacob, is there anything else that was on, that was on the, the itinerary or plan or whatever? I think I, think, I so. think we I think we covered it all, but oh, one last thing. Canadian legend Mike Weir won the uh, Inspired oh, yeah. Invitational. I saw that. I think his um, winning was pretty pretty nice too. Honestly, it was like three hundred something thousand. So good for him. And yeah, since it's been thirteen years. Two thousand and seven was the last uh, was the last PGA PGA Championship win. So hey, never uh, never give up. But... So I'm gonna have one more thing to say. Sorry, before you no, please before we end. Um, it's a bit of a not a very light topic. Roberto Alomar. Oh Simon. yes, yes. Um, this is pretty relevant. I don't know why we we uh, left this so late, but Roberto Alomar has been charged with sexual misconduct. Has not slash... been charged. We have to be careful with this. Sorry, accused, but sorry, accused. But however, no, 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 no. Because you're right. You're right. It's it wasn't brought up in like court it was the mlb hired an external law firm and that he that law firm found that alomar violated mlb policies so like yeah. he's guilty for violating mlb he's not policy. going to prison no it's just it misconduct was, yeah, it was, essentially it was, right yeah 
Yeah. So it happened back in 2014, actually. Like I, I was pretty unaware of all this going on. I actually met him in between that time twice. Um, but that's wild. Yeah. And like, you never hear about that, but he removed himself from the governing board of the hall of fame. Simon. he's still going to have a plaque there, but he's no longer on the board, which he was, uh, a pretty big part of i am actually very curious to see because he's no longer consultant for the jays simon okay yeah can you what was that i tried to what does he do like what did he do uh consultant means he kind of did whatever he wanted and get paid by them but i think he just kind of helped with hitting um helped with some front office stuff oh so like he was like a member of the front office kind of like he gave advice to whoever needed it oh he's just you on know, payroll. In any capacity. yeah so okay. but one big thing sorry was I'm very curious to see how this tournament 12 um, deal goes, because that's been like one of his biggest things of recent history. It's where it's the, it's all the best baseball players in Canada, youth baseball players in Canada come together for this tournament. It's called tournament 12 named after Roberto Alomar number 12. And he kind of ran it. Um, it was a huge showcase and pretty big thing for Canadian baseball players. I'm very curious to see what happens there. Um, really quickly on that topic though, because I also think it's important that we like we read his statement. Have did you read it? I did, but I don't remember how he how he worded it. Because it's kind of, I don't know, I don't know how I how I feel about it. Because it, it's not like he's taking this news gracefully. I'll let you read it. Oh, I'll read it. Uh, let me know what your thoughts are. Okay. I'm disappointed, surprised, and upset with today's news. With the current social climate, I understand why MLB has taken the position that they have. My hope is that this allegation can be heard in a venue that will allow me to address this accusation directly. I will continue to spend my time helping kids pursue their baseball dreams. I will not be making any further comment at this time. Mm-hmm. So what are your what are your like what are your reactions? to that statement it feels clear that he has he he feels that his side hasn't been heard and i'm sure that's what a lot of people that are in the situation such as him often say and at the end of the day simon everything that we you and i talk about is pure speculation and and going off what we know from from news reports and and other stories we see but he's it's it's really sad to even hear about like an accusation like that coming from like pretty easily the greatest blue Jay to ever play, you know, yeah. like he was the first blue Jay inducted in the hall of fame, Simon. Um, so that's really sad. He was a huge part of our, you know, our, our, our city, our country, even for, for those, you know, years in the nineties. And it's really sad to see that just the accusation in itself, but, um, yeah, I don't know. It's we'll hopefully we'll hear a little bit more soon and maybe he does get the chance to say his piece and we know we learn a little bit more, but at the end of the day, we can't really know for sure what happened. And hopefully that we just hope that, you know, at the end of the day, that justice is kind of served. Right. For sure. For sure. And I think, uh, it, it goes to show sometimes how individuals in power, right? And mm-hmm. again, as you said, we don't know the full story, but uh, victims deserve justice. And hopefully that is what happens in this case. But yeah. Similar thing happened to Blue Jays' other legend, Greg Zahn. Mm-hmm. Um, 
fired from Sportsnet. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, sorry to end on such a somber note this time. No, thanks for uh, thanks for everyone for listening. Please continue to share. Let us know. Give us feedback. Let us know about the water situation too. We're excited to hear um, what you guys think. Have a great week, and we'll we'll see you guys next week. Bye.